Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian, the Hype Ballard, and I'm back at it again. We're going to be catching up with some NXT this time, and we're going to go all the way back in a retro review to NXT Heatwave 2023 results and thoughts here on Tap Out Talk. Without further ado, remember the rules for NXT. Remember, this is a developmental territory for the WWE. That means it's training in progress. Remember, two out of five of these stars or superstars will not make it on the main roster. And again, let's just kind of sit back and enjoy some wrestling. And I do want to say, this did happen on August 22nd of 2023 at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. Our main event includes Carmelo, Mellow, Mellow, Mellow versus Wesley in a blockbuster main event. But that's not all. Let's get in to the first matchup. And then get in, we do. Indeed. We've got the opening sequence to this PLE with Tony D'Angelo and Stacks in a pool talking about the matches tonight. Big Ang comes in with some of their friends and they join in and the guys think more the merrier. This is their preview of the show ensues from the poolside as Stax gets a bit distracted. But we start out with our first matchup right after and that is Dragonall versus Trick Williams. And the story here is kind of like, almost like a one, um, number one contender type match, right? This is more serious Trick Williams than we've seen in the past. His best friend and running mate is the current champion, so you gotta wonder, is Trick going to make a switch and turn on his best friend? But Dragonoff starts off with, the, they start off the strike. Dragonoff gets the better of things by chopping him around in the ring until Williams blocks a boot. And then Williams gets in a shot and to face of his own. They head outside where Dragonoff sends him to the apron. We take a break and then come back picture in picture with a Dragonoff chopping away in the corner with Williams, telling him to just bring it. Match intensity gets beat and turned up. Dragonoff brings it and he seems to regret that decision. Williams blocks a chop and kicks him down through and the fans seem to approve. Some shots to the face strike. Dragonoff is down against the ropes, but he tells Williams to bring it on again. And then the fans seemingly sing, Trick's gonna beat your ass. Trick's gonna beat your ass. One heck of a knee puts Dragonoff down again, and he pulls Trick into a DDT. And back up, Williams catches him with a super rock bottom. Boom, for the one and the two. Dragonoff then knees him down and hits a power bomb as the fans are way into this opening matchup and the crowd is so hot as they usually are. The middle rope fist finally drops with Williams at the 12 minute 49 second mark. And your winner is none other than Ilya Dragunov. Good opening match. Um, this matchup and these two blended very well together. What I would say is even though Dragunov won this match and essentially would go on to become the number one contender for the champion at the next major PLE, I will say that Trick Williams definitely showed me something here and he showed me that he is very capable of having some stardom on his own and I'd be very interested to see kind of where they go with him in the future. So definitely great matchup. I definitely would say this is a fun, quick watch. It was one of my favorite matches on the card, I'll be honest with you guys. After this great matchup and opening card though, um, you know, you kind of wonder, 
could both of these guys almost have a triple threat type quality or maybe a fatal four-way? I would actually like to see Wesley, Carmelo, Trick Williams, and Dragunov in a fatal four-way match at a future date. But I digress. Let's go ahead and continue to the next matchup. Uh, we do get some back you know, stage segments with Dominique Mysterio and Rhea Ripley warming up for their mixed tag match later tonight. Then Mustafa Ali comes in. Ali can't wait for Dominic to be gone so the North American title can be free, but Ripley threatens violence and Ali isn't even, is gone in about eh, a few seconds, right? Um, so here we have Ava Nile, or excuse me, Ivy Nile versus Ava Rain in Schism. Schism is here with Ava who sends her into the corner immediately for a running splash, a scorpion kick, puts Nile down again, but slam attempt is countered into a diamond chain lock to make Ava tap. Boom, it's over. That's right, Ava taps immediately to the submission of the diamond chain. And Ivy Nile is your winner at the two minute 11 second mark. Post matchup, we get a little bit of a mass uh, schism members come after Nile who fight them all off until Ava is pulled away. A banged up Yuli Dragunov then comes in and we in the backstage after this and then we see Wes Lee saying that he is next for the NXT title. Lee says he'll be the champion at the end of the night and he'll face Dragunov after he wins his title matchup. All right, so the Ivy Nile match, Ava Rain, wasn't much to write home about, storyline driven. Uh, honestly, guys, quick bathroom break on this one. Let's move on. I understand, you know, Ava being the rock's daughter, you gotta give her a little exposure, get a little more trade um, in the family business. But we got the Heritage Cup, a little bit of something different up next. The Heritage Cup with Noam Dar versus Nathan Frazier. And I will say, this uh, Noam Dar in this Heritage Cup, it's almost like the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase with his Million Dollar Championship. Or maybe even MJF with his Diamond Ring, right? So this Heritage Cup, when you think of it, you do think in NXT that belongs to Noam Dar. Frazier with Tyler Bate is defending while the rest of the metaphor are here as well. This is, of course, under Heritage Cup rules. So round one begins, multiple rounds in this one, and Frazier working on the arm. Dar takes him down into the arm bar of the zone, but Frazier reverses it into a headlock and they stay basic, basically to start. Then there's some kicks to the ribs and Frazier staggers around a bit and then he rolls up Dar up for a one and a two. Back up and he misses a few shots allowing Dar to get a slap in the face. Boom! Frazier hammers it away until the round ends and we take a break. We come back and Dar is up 1-0 as Dabakato came out to attack Bate allowing Dar to roll him up for the fall. Round three begins with Bate being carried out and Frazier grabbing an STF on Dar. With that broken up, Dar gets in a shot of his own and we counters with an insurgery into an ankle lock. Frazier breaks that up though and sends Dar outside on a suicide dive and a running shooting star press gives Frazier two count and the round ends, it's just not enough. Dar gets an elbow after the bell though. A little bit of a late cheap shot on there getting that cheap heat. Round four begins of this thing. And then Frazier kicking him down and missing the Phoenix Splash. Dar elbows him in the face for the one and the two. But Frazier catches him on the top rope for a superplex. The final cut ties us up at one and one. 
at the minute 45 of the round and overall 12 minutes and 25 seconds roughly later. We take a break and we come back and Frazier is hitting a dive onto Dar, but Lash Legend slows the count. Frazier gets a very close two count and the round is going to end right there again. Round six then begins with Frazier forming him down and Dar gets in some kicks from the mat. Frazier misses a kick from the ropes, gets struck down and Dar misses a top rope stomp. Dar counters with a knee bar, but Frazier kicks away and there's just a minute to go. We're counting down, we're getting desperate and then Frazier goes up for another distraction means that the Phoenix Slash misses and the Nova Roller gives Dar the cutback at the two minute 45 second mark. This one goes about 19 minutes and 40 seconds, but we do get No Am Dar getting his Heritage Cup right back in where it should be. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I like the Heritage Cup. I like the World Heritage Cup rules. I think again, like I mentioned, this keeps No Am Dar relevant. I don't think he would be as relevant and it gives him something, a gimmick. Um, the question is, is if he is to go to the main roster someday, what is he going to do to not be a gimmick wrestler? We know this is his match type. I would actually like to see when he does go to the main roster that they don't even mention or use this World Heritage Cup for this first six, seven, eight, nine months. And then leading to a big program match, he fights somebody for his World Heritage Cup in the mid card. And then that would be the first time we would see that on the main roster. So I would actually like to see the cup go away for a while after they're done with it in NXT. And then Noam Dar bring that back on the main roster someday. Speaking of someday, we are going to get a championship women's match someday. But not tonight. We just get a special appearance um, by Tiffany Stratton. But before that, we get Ava backstage again. Says that Ivy Nile tried to hurt her but couldn't do it. And if she wants to come try again, come give it a shot. And then we get Tiffany Stratton to say that it's the end of the hot summer and she won the women's title. And then now the fall is going to get even better. She's already the perfect champion. So how much better can it get? Bailey promises to be a better champion than anyone in NXT history, including Becky Lynch, who never won the women's title. Then we get cue the music and we get none other than Gigi Dolan, who says she wants the title. Cue Kiana James, essentially she wants that title too, so we're going to see that play out on the upcoming weeks on the show of NXT. Cue Blair Davenport, and it says that she wants the title. Insults are thrown all over the place. Tiffany tries to leave, but now we get Roxy Perez to hit Tiffany right in the face. The brawl is on, and Tiffany is leaving, and this was really just all over the place. Um, very like, you know, another challenger, another challenger, another challenger, on the way up, all the way up, keep going, right? So, um, you know, this was meant to build suspense to get people who are casually watching and checking in on NXT, the booty call style, like I say. But then they want to say, ooh, maybe I want to stay for the show and check out what's going to happen with this champion and this title. Um, we also get another stage segment backstage real quick with Dempsey and Kemp who are training when Miles Bourne comes in and talks to Drew Gulak. Bourne has done his chores, but Dempsey chokes him behind. Despite Bourne tapping, Gulak says Bourne needs to work harder. Now we get Ava still waiting on Ivy Nile. We think we're going to get a little bit more from that two-minute match earlier. And Ava telling the masked men of Schism to take her out. They unmask it. It's actually the Creeds who are returned to NXT. 
who say that if Schism wants Ada back, the Diet has to face them next week. Here we go, queuing again, the future programming in a cage match, and we do get that match the week after. If the Creeds win, they're back in NXT. The metaphor is celebrating back in stage also with Noam Dar's win when he's presented with a letter from the Heritage Cup Committee. It says next week a number one contender tournament will begin to find a new challenger for the No Mercy PLE that's coming up next in the NXT lineup. All Dar hears is he isn't defending for five weeks, so they're off to California to kick it and party. And speaking of kicking it, we're going to get lots of kicks with the infamous Dragon Lee and Lyra Valkyria going against Judgment Day in a mixed tag match. What I like about this, um, this is Dominic and Rhea using their clout to help come down to NXT and give them a rub. Mommy herself is actually so good at staying so relevant without actually defending her title. But she does defend it periodically. And I think they booked her championship year almost perfectly to where she has never gotten stale. She plays the manager. She plays the boyfriend. She plays mommy. She plays, oh, a world champion. And then some. So we start off with Leah Dominic starting things off with Dominic hammering away. Before they they stand uh, and they switch, Lee hits a drop kick. So it's off to Ripley versus Valkyrie. Because on WWE, mixed tag rules is the girls can only fight with the girls and the guys can only fight with the guys. So there's no mixed, there's mixed tagging, right? Not mixed wrestling in these kind of matches. Ripley powers her down. He gets a kick from the map before a threat of a roundhouse kick, sending Ripley running. Valkyrie slips out of the suplex attempt, strikes away before it's back to the men again getting tagged in, with Lee kicking Dominic to the head. Judgment Day is sent outside for a drop kick through the ropes and a dive, and we actually take a commercial break. Back with Ripley holding Valkyrie in a body scissors and screaming a lot. Valkyrie manages to turn it over and fires off forearms, so Ripley suplexes her down. Ripley tries it again, but this time it's reversed into a DDT for a breather. The roundhouse kick connects for Valkyrie, but Ripley is knocked into the corner for a tag. A blind tag as it is. Lee drapes him over to the top, double stomp back in near and fall. Dominic misses a 6-1-9 attempt and gets planted with a sit-out powerbomb for a 1 and a 2. Valkyrie Hurricane Rada off of the apron is pulled out of the air, but cue Raquel Rodriguez coming down to go after Ripley. The distraction lets Lee hit a flipping reverse DDT for the win and the pin at the 14-minute mark. All right, not a bad little uh, quick mix tag match. Again, the purpose of this, remember what I said in the opening, it's training in development. This is training happening in NXT. We got to forget about that. And then we look at it as a brand, but we also do remember, this is a great way to get Dragon Lee and Valkyrie some training with two main rosters. And it also gives, you know, very well placed on the card, mixes it up, throws a little mix tag right in the middle. Before we move on, so when we are going to move on to our Baron Corbin versus Von Wagner match. Again, we got another theme here. You can see the veteran versus the undercard NXT guy in training with Baron Corbin. Um, Corbin jumps him during his entrance, actually, in this one. It was pretty quick. He sends Wagner with Mr. Stone into the steps, and Wagner gets a few shots and it sets up the steps again. But it's time to load up on the announcer's table. Stone tries to make the save, allowing Wagner to get up, and he gets speared down by Braun Breaker. And there is no match on this one. So this is going to 
to give us a preview into maybe NXT No Mercy. Speaking of No Mercy, if you want the raw hot takes, check us out. Again, here on Tap Out Talk, many other videos. You guys can find those on the channel. But also check us out over on the fans of ProWrestling.com with my teammates, Will, John, Carlos, and Heather. So we also have the Wrestling Fans Insight podcast that we do weekly. We host Twitter spaces. You guys can follow me over at the Brian Adkins over on Twitter X. Guys, you hit that like button. helps me out a lot. Let's move on. So we got moving on to the main event. We've got the NXT Championship, Carmelo, Melo, Melo, Melo Hayes versus Wes Lee. I want to say this about Carmelo Hayes. Melo is money, right? Carmelo Hayes, good champion. But Wes Lee is exciting, and he's the kind of the real deal. These two, you know, are going to put on a blockbuster burner at Heat Wave. Hayes is defending. They flip around a bit to start, and then they bounce to their feet for a standoff. Lee takes them down for a fast two count before they trade drop kicks into nip-ups, and a double knockdown sends us to break as the most mirror. They're mostly just kind of mirroring each other back and forth, getting the idea that these two are equals. I'll talk about that in my final thoughts. But we come back with things that have slowed down a bit, a little bit of rest holds, and Hayes hits an instant gray into the corner. A fadeaway connects for Hayes, and they're both down again. They slug it out until Hayes drops him for a one and a two. With some frustration set in, back up. Lee hits a standing mirror for a one and a two, and followed by a spiral tap for the two count once again. Hayes counters with a cardiac kick from the suplex cutter, and then through a Lee and gets planted for another two count. So it's like one, two, one, two. One, two, lots of quick kicks and quick counts. Then they head outside with Hayes DDTing him through the announcer's table because it's not a main event if you don't go through the announcer table. You guys have watched wrestling. If you're watching NXT, that means you lock. You guys got used to watching a lot of wrestling. You know the rules. There's nothing but net. That finishing move misses back inside while Lee hits the cardiac kick only to have Hayes roll to the outside, saving himself like a heel champion should. Lee misses a big dive and barely beats the count, leaving Hayes to hit the nothing but net. Once again, the nothing but net hits at the 12 minute mark. So then we get the one, the two, and the three, and Carmelo Hayes is still your champion in this one. I love the spot on the outside with the table. I love the look on Booker T's face in this one. But most importantly, I love the fact, you the trademark, that Carmelo Hayes is still your NXT World Champion and it's not changing anytime soon. He's having great matches, great defenses ever since he took it off of Braun Breaker earlier this year and Wesley was a great matchup for him. Hopefully we get to see them build on that with a little something more in the future. But let's talk about the future in our final thoughts segment. Well guys, NXT Heatwave came and went, and here's my final thoughts. I felt like the PLE was a nice episode of NXT, but I felt like it had a very good setup for the NXT show itself. I like to kind of consider this a Saturday night's main event type situation, where you have a little bit of a taste of a teaser, you set up your programming, but ultimately, here's what you really watch for. I like the Carmelo Hayes versus Wesley match, of course with the nothing but net finish. I thought it was a good solid title defense and I thought it didn't hurt either guy. In the future, 
we know Mello will eventually make it to the main event. But what to do with these kind of guys? Wesley can make it to the main event as well. I keep saying it once, I'll say it again. I think him and Ricochet would make a dynamic tag team and a very exciting tag team. We just got to give them an exciting name like High Impact or something of that nature. So then we got the Dragonoff versus the Trick Williams match with the middle rope fist drop, getting Dragonoff the win and possibly the title shot in the future. I actually felt like the Trick Williams Dragonoff matchup was the best match on the card for the night. The cards in the middle, you know, they were there, they came, they happened, they left. I didn't really hate, but didn't really like say, wow, you guys got to see these. But I tell you what, that Dragonoff match really made me even like Dragonoff even more, wanting to see more and more and more of him. Well, guys, those are my results and final thoughts. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Leave me a message on Twitter on down below what you guys thought of Heatwave. And are we heating up at the end of the year with more NXT programming? Guys, thank you again so much for watching. Like, share, subscribe. It's not goodbye around here. It's game over.